You're listening to The One Relationship, where we believe a strong marriage is the foundation for successful families, communities, and cultures. I'm Kate. And I'm Tanner. We're your hosts, and we've each had our share of unhealthy relationships. When we met, we committed to not repeat the mistakes of our past, so we set out to learn everything we could about creating a rock-solid marriage. Join us every week as we bring you real talk from our experiences, other married couples, and relationship professionals we trust. To start strengthening your marriage now, head over to theonerelationship.com and get access to our free marriage manifesto today. Welcome. It's Kate and Tanner. We're here on our Wednesday Q&A. We wanted to uh, talk a little bit just with this week's episode. Jody Chafee was our guest and she was so fascinating. I think this interview like blew our minds because uh, there was just such great insight on her uh, her her uh, concept around family culture. And I think, you know, when we think about culture, we think of maybe where, you know, someone is from and like their nationality or maybe even their religion or just, uh, you don't always associate the culture per se with family. And two people coming together, married, come from different cultures, different upbringings, backgrounds, coming together to create a new culture for this new family. And uh, I just think it was so important to recognize those differences and how she pointed out those differences, how to work together in uh, finding a new family culture. You know, we've, we've talked about that even in our marriage prep, you know, what did, what were things that were important from our family of origin? What did we want to keep and carry with us? to continue into our new family? What were the things that we didn't want to continue and bring into our new family? And so uh, family culture is so important. And if you think about when you're raising children, uh, they're going to get so much from the outside, so many influences, whether it's in school, from social media, whatever they're watching on TV, who they're interacting with in the neighborhood, wherever it is, they're going to get so much influence that you want your family culture to be strong, right? You want as parents to lead your kids and it starts with the family. It starts with the family so that your kids are set up for success as they go out and um, interact with the rest of the world. And especially with nowadays where there's just so much division, you really want to make sure that you're working on your family culture um, and keeping it strong. Uh, one uh, and just so you know, Jody uh, Chafee, she is this week's episode of the One Relationship, our podcast that um, we have now on pretty much any platform where you're you can listen to podcasts. So we appreciate that you're subscribing and you're being a part of what we're what we're bringing to you each week. And uh, we're just so grateful to jo- uh, Jody for for that. <clears throat> excuse me for that. And. Um, Family Culture Podcast is her podcast. You can find her on Facebook through that Family Culture as well. Um, but there were some some really great nuggets. Did you want to jump in with anything that you loved with that interview? Uh, yeah. First, I want to say that we're live on Facebook. So if you're listening to this on the podcast on Friday, yeah. uh, join us on Facebook on Wednesdays. Uh, shout out to Jonathan and Bruce. As, as you're coming on, uh, say hello. Say good afternoon. We've got two good afternoons. Uh, hello, say hello. hello. Let us know where you're coming from, and uh, we will answer a few questions. We've already got a couple of them. 
but if you want to if you want to drop your question in the comments, uh, totally cool. If you'd like that to be a little bit more private and uh, want to continue the dialogue after the show, text us. Go ahead and text us 720-459-4219. Uh, 720-459-4219 is the number to text. And if you are listening on the podcast, um, you can always text us at that number anytime. We do our best to uh, respond uh, when we can and cover as much of, of uh, the as many of the questions as we get on the uh, episode here on Wednesdays. So back to Jody, uh, she's episode number thirteen that released this uh, this past Monday, and um, you know we took away as Kate has already said there were several good uh, little nuggets that we took away, and, and we've been releasing some of those uh, video clips and audio clips uh, on social throughout the week, and and we'll continue to do so. And um, you know she talked about this concept that's like really stuck with us that we've brought into our own lives. Uh, into the lives of the couples that that we're doing uh, private coaching with, and it's this idea that most families, most couples, um, most parents plan put more time and energy into thinking about and planning their vacations, their holidays, what they're having for dinner. Basically, these things that are you know they're part of your life, but they're they're kind of in the terms of vacation, it's, it can be kind of an escape from, you know, your everyday life. Um, but so many people start to think about like, what are, I want to plan all these things that kind of take me out of, uh, my current reality. And very few people actually plan their life (laughs) and their families' live lives and the, the culture, more importantly of their family. Uh, as much as they put that time and energy into planning sort of these micro events within their family. And so she uh, she she talked about that and then she used this analogy of a road trip. And uh, I know there's a few exceptions because we've already heard, oh, well, there's an exception. But um, the analogy is you wouldn't just decide to take a family vacation and jump at the car without knowing your destination and where you're headed. And we've had somebody say, well, actually, that's what we do as a family. Okay, cool. You know, <laughs> like if you're that spontaneous, um, awesome. But for most families, if you're going to take time and money, you have a pretty good idea of at least where you're headed on your destination. You may even have an idea of what you want to do when you get there, right? We're going to uh, Southern California. For us, actually, I'll use that as an example. Uh, we went to Legoland uh, a couple years ago. Uh, so we knew where we were going. We knew the airport that we were flying into, the rental car, the hotel, the destination, an Airbnb that we wanted to stay at for a couple of days by the ocean. And there were things about See that. See the Brady Bunch family on uh, house on the way home. That was true. like a big one for me. It's true. <laughs> Um, and we did see that. Yeah, there were there were so there were things about that trip that we definitively planned. We knew the destination. We knew the certain activities that we wanted to. We knew where the majority of our money was going to be spent from a budget perspective. And then there were elements about that vacation that we filled in along the way. 
Uh, what restaurant are we going to eat at when we get there? I don't know. We didn't have that planned. Uh, what are we going to do the days that we're not at Legoland? Well, we're staying by the ocean. We should probably go to the ocean, but we didn't plan to rent, you know, boogie boards and some of this other stuff that we did. But we did that because we were there, because we had the plan that got us there. And we went and saw this Brady Bunch house. Uh, that Kate really wanted to see. And that wasn't necessarily part of our plan. That was a, hey, if we have time, I would like to do this. Um, and we could have done some other things, but we decided to drive way out of our way uh, to actually go before see our flight home. this yeah. house. I was so excited. This was before the renovation, so it was still like HGTV is uh, what's the InSync guy Lance, whatever he was going to bass. bass. Yeah, you know, like and so it's it actually kind of a, a, it's like a crappy house in a in a mediocre neighborhood. Yeah. in you know outside of Beverly Hills, it's and like there's like a security guard sides. out in front of there. All this traffic, like just to see this this iconic house. It's yeah. not about the house. The point is that I was very excited though. She was very excited. <laughs> you can think about vacations and planning your vacations just like you think about planning your life. What is your destination? Where do you want to go? Um, and then there are Brady Bunch visits along the way. Shout out to Brielle, Rick, hey. Heather, Travis, a few people that are popping Jason, in here in the comments. In New York. Um, but without having that planning and what we're finding from from people that we're working with is that most people haven't thought about that. Most people got into uh, the type of work that they're doing either because uh, it was high paying, uh, it was the first job they got out of college, it was something that their parents did, it was something you know that they thought they were supposed to do, and it, it's kind of turned into a life sentence. Uh, rather than you know work that's that's enjoying and and fulfilling, uh, most people didn't really think about their kids' edu education and what they want for their kids and what their talents are. They've just put them into the school, uh, you know, in the neighborhood, and 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 things just kind of by default, right? And there's a there's a term of living by default versus living by design, and sometimes. You live by default. Sometimes you've got to take the option that's in front of you. Sometimes you need to take what's there. Uh, but, or uh, let me say, and uh, you can also start to change what those options are and change what those defaults are by planning certain things about your life and your destination. And this is a... Uh, this is an ongoing thing. This isn't like, oh, it's set in stone. I'll give you one more example uh, from our life here and let you cover off on anything on Jody and then we'll start taking a few questions. Uh, thanks, Jimmy. Jimmy's a regular. Uh, thanks for, thanks for being here. Thanks for being loyal, Jimmy. Um, here's an example from our life. We, when Kate first moved out here to Colorado, we spent a couple of, uh, or took a couple of trips up to Boulder. I really like, uh, Boulder and, um, and and she was like, oh, yeah, I like it up here. I like it because it's closer to the, the mountains. It's in the foothills. There's just a different vibe up there. Um, and most of the houses uh, start around a million dollars. And so when you live in a place where a million dollars or six to $800,000 is kind of the barrier to entry to live there, 
Uh, that's just a different. Uh, that's just kind of a different environment than living in a place where uh, you know the majority of the homes don't cost that. And it's not about the money, and it's not about status. It's just a fact that like and a, a different environment gets created in a place like Boulder. So we said, and we came home, and we wrote down, and we said, okay, by uh, what was is like twenty. That would have been like 10 years, 2028, because yeah. by then my, my daughter will graduate and we don't want to move out of the you know area we're in uh, right now while my, my daughter's in school, my oldest. And um, so we said, okay, by 2028, we're going to have this place in Boulder and, and uh, you know all of these things. But it was all focused on the location of where we wanted to be. We wanted to be in Boulder. And so over the, since that time, the last couple of years and, and in the last six months, more so recently, we've been talking about like, OK, like, let's close our eyes and let's visualize like, what does that house look like and what do we really want? And what are you know, what are these things? And uh, for me, like we've actually had similar visions about where we want to live in terms of the type of of, um, you know, house and property we want to have and what that represents in our life and, you know, what we would be able to do with that in terms of like private retreats and things that, that we, we really aspire to do. Um, but something just like, I, I kept thinking like, I don't, I, it, it felt like, I don't know if this is actually in Boulder, like in my mind, I'm like, I see the, the aspects of this, but I don't know if this is in Boulder. And then we went to Boulder on, uh, Labor Day, just a, a a couple, you know, six weeks ago, and um, granted, it's it's a you know, it's a different time. We're living in a COVID time. We're living in a masked environment. Um, because of that, there's been a lot of people displaced. So the the homeless population uh, had increased up there. Uh, somewhat aggressive homeless population, kind of in the commons areas. I actually didn't feel as safe as I've have in the past going into Boulder. It just was a very, very different vibe than, than what we had experienced. Yeah. And we, we drove around, we went and looked at some houses for sale. We looked at some really big mansions in the mountains, some places that would be cool. And, uh, we got home and a few days later, like I told Kate, I was like, I'm releasing, uh, Boulder as our dream destination. We have an idea in mind about the type of house and the property that we want. Um, I don't think that's in Boulder. It might be, but I'm not so hung up on us making that our destination. And so that's just a very practical example of how this it evolves over time of having a vision for yourself and a vision for your family. And we have several other things. It's not about just having a big fancy house. So please don't please don't, you know, hear this wrong. There's several other aspects that we would want, but that house is a very big representation of uh, being able to take care of our family and host the type of events and do the type of work that we would want to, so that's one of our big markers in terms of what our what our dream and vision yeah, looks like. We actually don't want like a giant house for ourselves. It's more just uh, the type of um, just the type of house that uh, we can have, and then of course having that space where you know we dream of being able to do. Uh, retreats and live events again and things, you know, well, uh, when we can do live events again, I should say that we want to build our own for the couples we're helping and, um, and be able to have space like that. So that's where it's coming from. I am totally fine to release Boulder as well. I, I walked away from that last uh, visit there, not feeling like this was 
where uh, we wanted to be. And what's so crazy, too, is then just, uh, I don't know what, maybe two weeks ago, we went um, just driving hmm. through our current neighborhood and found this off-the-road area where there's, like, million-dollar houses literally, like, just down the street from us in this one section. That And there's open land. I'm like, we could just buy land and build from scratch right here, you know, if we wanted to. We didn't actually, And we don't even have to leave the area that we're in. Um, so the point is, and before that we were in Salt Lake City, Utah, both of our first time in Salt Lake City, Utah, we went to a retreat Sundance. there in Sundance oh, and we're like, Oh, I mean, for the first time in my life, I'm like, I don't know, maybe we want to live in Utah. Right. And so started <laughs> looking at properties. And I think that's a common, <clears throat> at least for us and maybe my family, like that's a common thing. Whenever we travel somewhere, we're like, Oh, could we live here? You know, yeah. could you see yourself living here? And uh, it's a good place to visit, not live here. No, actually, we could live here, you know, but I think it's important to just dream these things, right? We get so stuck in the day to day and triaging the day to day stuff that can be stressful. We recognize it. We've got God, our morning was super chaotic today. Um, uh, and and we, we understand that. But to be able to take a step back and say, okay, well, with everything that's going on and all the stuff that we're handling for the day today, it's okay um, because we know where we're going. So we're going to continue to choose our actions today to continue to move us forward with where we're going. So, you know, whether you're married or not, this is just a great thing. I mean, we both sort of, without even realizing it, got very clear about what that looked like for ourselves before we even met. Cause we're like, these are the kind of relationships we want to be in. This is what we want to do. <clears throat> and so, uh, and, and where we want to go. And then that led us to each other. And we're going to bring it into, uh, <coughs> questions here, which I think ties into this question that we got before we jumped on. Uh, it ties in perfectly actually. Uh, Joe from Kentucky. That's pretty uh, nondescript. Joe from Kentucky. Uh, I'm not <coughs> sure Joe's on. I haven't seen a high from Joe, but, uh, Joe, we're answering your question. So Joe, uh, Joe says, I'm 60 years old, have never been married. I think I want to be married, but the least <laughs> bit of drama and I'm out. I don't have any problems getting dates, but I think most women think I'm a player. I've never, uh, all caps, all caps. <laughs> cheated on anyone, nor would I. What's my problem? This is a great question. It's a really great question. And I don't think you have to be uh, 60 and single and questioning your status because uh, I think it, I think the, the root cause of this type of question um, is related to what we were talking about, which is clarity, <laughs> clarity on on what you want. And I know for myself that uh, um, when I you know, started dating and, and considering serious relationships, I treated it uh, kind of like whatever I could get because <laughs> I had no I had no clarity of what I wanted and probably a bigger issue is I had very little uh, confidence in myself. So I thought like, Hey, I'll just date or do, you know, whatever, like any woman that's will willing to like go a little further with me, like, cool. She's my gal. Uh, that didn't work out so well for me. 
So what I, <laughs> um, you know, what I it worked well, out for me though. It did, and 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 what I should say is I don't regret anything <clears throat> in life because I think it gets us to the point that we're at. So there are lots of things that came came from that. Great relationships. Um, some of my ex girlfriends actually, uh, you know, still like I have nothing against them. I used to think that. Uh, if they were an ex of yours that, that like, oh, you had to have a fight and break up and it had to be a big fiery thing. Uh, but I got to a point where it was just like, it was okay that we don't want the same things in life. It's okay. And you can like each other. So. That we like, feel you don't like to... we're not compatible, yeah. but for some <clears throat> reason we've come into each other's lives. Yeah. And so I think, uh, I think clarity is is important and i think uh not necessarily confidence I'm, i don't know the right word that's not confidence because i, I, I like self-worth that's the right word i'm searching for it self-worth knowing your worth knowing your value <laughs> and what you want i think is important and one of the uh groups that we were in a couple of weeks ago one of the guys uh, about the same age i think trips like what do you say? Like 55? fifty-five. Um, this this gentleman's fifty-five, and what was the term he used? Terminally single. He said, "I'm terminally single," which you would normally use that with like a terminal illness, right? So he was kind of being funny, but he says, "I'm terminally single. Can you help me?" And my first response was, "Well, are you willing to?" change that story are you willing yeah. to drop that story about yourself that like i'm 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 terminally single i'm always going to be single um and and the fact that you think <clears throat> there's something wrong with you and joe specifically ended his question with what's, what's wrong, wrong with, with me, me? Right. uh there's nothing wrong with you <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with any of us most of us just suffer from a lack of clarity and a lack of vision and a lack of self-worth to know that we can get the things that we want in life. And what we told Tripp, uh, actually Tripp sort of helped us put this in his terms, but I like it, which is that when you're uh, in a relationship or you're dating, remember that you're selling, not buying. And so if you think about buying or no, sorry. You're buying, not selling. I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't... You're buying, not selling, right? So, like, you're making the decision for yourself. You're not trying to sell yourself to someone else, so please date me. Like, you're in control, so you get to decide who you want to date. You ask the question... First off, like, when you're dating someone, for you to be able to ask questions about the other person, uh, that, to me, you know... It, it's twofold. One, it shows that you're interested in the person that you're getting to know, which makes them feel good. And then you also then have that screening process. You get to decide. I, I've been on dates before where I've asked questions or we've started to talk about something that I'm like, I am like, this is not going to be something that we're going to get along about or whatever it might be. And I'm like, okay, that that's fine. I mean, sure, maybe I like him for other things. But this is still going to be a little bit of a hang up here. I probably shouldn't go on the next date with this person. So, um, so it, you, you are, you are the one that's in control. You are the buyer, right? You are looking and we don't want to put it as if like people are buying. You're going to the meat market. You know, you're buying like people. Is, but but if, if you think about buying a car, that's the example that I wanted to use. 
if you think about buying a car or a home or a big, you know, a big purchase in your life, you ask questions, right? You ask questions, you do your research, you like, you know, and not that you're going to like research the person in, in that way, but, but kind of right. Like, Hey, what is your past relationship history? What do you want? How do you think about these things? Um, and you don't have to agree on everything. We don't yeah, agree on everything. What's up, Kurt? <laughs> we didn't. We we no, didn't. We, agree, we didn't agree on everything when we first started dating, and we still, we still don't, don't, agree. don't agree on everything. In fact, we believe that that to have a healthy oh, relationship, you need to learn to disagree um, in a respectful manner. And that's what the other point that I want to bring up with Joe too is. You say the first sign of drama and you're out. What do you consider drama? Because you can have a disagreement. You can have differing opinions and still have things uh, talked about in a in a healthy manner. Um, they understanding that they may have some things that they have to work through. Um, I mean, you could say that I had drama because, uh, you know, I, I was hung up on past relationships. I can certainly say that Tanner's got drama because of, you know, his ex and that scenario. Um, but are we in sync about the other things that matter the most, like the foundational part of the relationship? Are we in sync are we willing to say, hey, I know this isn't quite how I want it to go, but I'm willing to work on it. Okay, cool. I'm willing to work on it. Great. And and then you just start to find your rhythm for, for you two together. So just to say like, because oh, let's face it, no one is perfect and everyone is going to have some issue with something. So to have the expectation of, well, as soon as there's some drama, I'm out. Well, like you're kind of setting yourself up for no relationship to work out. So I would really. Well, to to me, what that says is like, I don't really want to do the, I don't really want to put any effort F into right. to having a relationship because um, mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure where along the way we got sold the idea as a collective society uh, I guess Hollywood, maybe, you know, I don't know. Uh, uh, so somewhere along the way, we've been sold this idea that, um, you know, relationships should be effortless and you should always get along and like they should look like they do in the movies. Um, and, and quite frankly, that's, I mean, <clears throat> a big part of us, you know, starting this podcast and, and doing what we're doing is to say that, um, uh, you know, like they're not perfect. We don't get along all the time. Like on a daily basis, we have a disagreement. We both uh, have 20 pounds to lose. We but, don't look like Hollywood. But, like, but like, we've, <laughs> we've, we've learned how to do that. And I'm glad Jimmy brings this up. Uh, Jimmy has great questions. Thank you for being a consistent and, and good questioner, Jimmy. Is there some element, actually, I'm going to do this little cool thing here. Is there some element of learning to compromise without changing who you are? Yeah. yeah. And I, um, you know, we talked about this word compromise, um, the other day, actually, uh, or a couple of weeks ago when we were working on, on some things together. And, you know, you hear this, oh, relationships take compromise. I've got to compromise. And I don't like that word. I'm funny with words. And uh, and it could just be me. But I, I think words really matter. And I think we all assign our own sort of version of meaning to words. I don't like the word compromise because I think that it um, – 
it indicates that, well, you have to give something up. And, and most of us don't like to give something up or you have to change. And that's what Jimmy's saying. It, can you compromise without changing? And what I think is that it's commitment. I would, I would, I would change the word compromise to commitment. I am committed to making this relationship work. And when you get clarity on what you want out of the relationship and, you know, where you want to be as a couple, as a family, Next year, this year, or this time next year, five years from now, ten years from now, like where do you want to go uh, as as people together? Um, then that word of compromise has less of a less of a meaning, and it's more about commitment. We're committed to living our life in a certain way, to head in this direction, to achieve these type of results, rather than well, I have to change who I am. Listen, the only thing the only thing consistent is change, right? We're always the environment around us is changing. So if you're not changing, which doesn't have to be a bad thing, change doesn't have to be bad, but it can mean growing, adopting a new mindset, becoming more understanding, becoming more compassionate, all things that I need to work on. Uh, just a short list uh, <laughs> like that has a different meaning than, well, I have to give up part of me to make this relationship work. Well, and so I don't have as negative of a connotation to compromise. To me, compromise means finding a way to meet in the middle. Right. So as two people come together, you're figuring out how to find a solution. Right. You're coming together, meeting in the middle. What I what I've always said, though, with compromise is that you don't want to compromise yourself in meeting in the middle. So that to me comes to those foundational things. What are the things that are uh, most important? Like for me, it was faith, faith, my religion, my faith, my relationship with God will not be compromised with who I'm with now. I can compromise, though, with uh, how he, you know, how Tanner practices or how we may have the dynamic within the house. But as far as compromising who I am in my relationship with God and my faith and uh, raising children, like there were certain things that I'm like, this will not change. So. Like, if it's not going to work for you, it's not going to work for me, right? So you want to find the things that aren't going, that that are so foundational, that are core things uh, that you will not compromise yourself for, but knowing how you can meet in the middle. So depending, you know, yeah, Tanner's very big on words. He's made me very aware of certain words that I've used that I never really thought anything of it. And now, you know, we're like, okay, cool. Like, we won't say it that way anymore. And I've, you know, I've adjusted certain things because we also want to make sure that we're saying it the way we want to teach our children and that, you know, they have the right, um, uh, mindset around how they're verbalizing things. So, you know, we've shifted a little bit. I'm okay with that. Right. Like we compromise on that. We meet in the middle (laughs) of like, cool. You know? So again, just however you want to look at it, just know that at the end of the day, you don't want to compromise who you are for someone else. So be very clear, again, clarity, be very clear of who you are, what matters the most to you, and know what you want for your future so that then you can find that person who is going to compliment you on that journey. Cool.
So continue to text. Um, we we have this service open throughout the day. So uh, it's not just for, for our Wednesday Q&A. Uh, the, the number is 720-459-4219. Again, 720-459-4219. So you can text us anytime through the week if something comes up and we'll We'll get back to you and we can use those questions also for our, our Wednesday Q&As. Um, and if you're listening through the podcast of this episode, you know, we thank you for being a part of the one relationship and continuing to support us. So uh, thanks also to Jody Chafee. Don't forget, you can uh, listen to this week's episode with her. Really, really good stuff in there. If you can get in and listen and Family Culture uh, is her podcast as well as how you can find her on Facebook and socials. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The One Relationship. Be sure to subscribe right now, and we'd love it if you could do us a quick favor too. Please rate and review this podcast. This will help others who want to strengthen their marriage discover our content. To get our free marriage manifesto today, head over to theonerelationship.com. And while you're there, we'd love to hear from you. Just hit the Contact Us button and send us your questions and feedback. Join us next time for more Real Talk on The One Relationship.